What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Bridge to Bridge podcast. I'm your host, Big Mike. And I'm Don Bay. Today, we got a special guest joining us for a quick conversation. Gary Payton II, a.k.a. Young Glove. A.k.a. GP2, a.k.a. The Human Highlight Reel, uh, episode 22. You don't want to miss it. Gary Payton II, we appreciate you coming on the Bridge to Bridge podcast. This is episode 22 season two and you know before we jump into all the craziness of the last few weeks uh would love to start off the show by diving a bit into your childhood i know you were born in seattle but you got heavy oakland roots uh tell us a little bit about your upbringing um yeah like you said uh, born in seattle was there you know about nine or ten years old pops got traded to uh, milwaukee but uh just throughout my whole you know upcoming just Every summer we would come to Oakland, hang out with, you know, family, grandmother, grandfather. Um, you know, that was just every a summer thing. So we we knew we was coming to Oakland. So every summer, so that was that. And then, you know, just throughout, you know, the rest of that time, we just come back here, you know, see family and whatnot. Uh, I know you got a couple of brothers and you're real close to family. I think I've actually played against one of your, I think your older brother, because uh, I play at Jamtown and Soldier Town a lot. And, okay. uh, good ball players, obviously, between the three of you. You know, did did he push you a lot to to play the game hard and to to be a certain type of player? No, not at all. Um, he just said whatever you wanted to do is on you. You know, just uh, figure it out, find your own way, you know, find out what you're passionate about and, you know, stick to it. You know, being uh, the son of an NBA legend – uh, I'm sure basketball was introduced to you at a at a real young age. Can you talk a little bit about you know when you really started to fall in love with the game and and, and develop your own passion for it? Um, yeah, you already know my dad was already in the league uh, when I was born, so you know just from the jump, um, I was around basketball, and um, I really didn't start taking the series, you know, working my game to about my you know, going to my senior year of high school. You know, I was just doing it for the season. You know, after basketball, I was just chill, you know, play other sports. Uh, until my dad gave me an ultimatum, you know, it was either get a job or or um, get a scholarship, you know, to go to school and play. So um, I decided just to talk to a guy named Daryl Jordan. He was working on my little brother at the time. And uh, I got with him, worked on my game. And um, what was with him, went to AAU with Heart of Guard. Coach DB, Sean, uh, Rob, and uh, just got and just played. They let me go, worked on my game every summer and continued to grow and grow. And I seen that, uh, you know, I was starting to get good. And this might be, you know, you know, we tried to turn this into, turn it into something. And I just kept working, kept working. And, you know, um, it, it worked so far. Hey, uh, <clears throat> Gary, I know we're just meeting each other, man. So, so, uh, <laughs> We didn't get a chance to really, you know, get to know each other, but but uh, well <laughs> we're, we're we're really excited to have you on the show. There's there's a lot of questions on here. I'm super excited that it's episode 22. I don't think that's an accident, you know. I mean, you got all the numbers. You got 20. You got zero. You got two. So this is uh, amazing. Growing up playing basketball. Did Pops kind of go hard on you when he was playing, or when did he like? I mean, I mean, obviously, when you're 
super young, you know, he's not going to go full pull. But when you, as you get older, right, and you're taking it more serious senior year, are you playing those games and it's like all out, like no, no, no holding back? Yeah, but, you know, he never pressured me or, you know, got on me like that. It's just, it was on me. If I wanted to, you know, be better, you know, continue working your game and, and play the right way. So it was no pressure. He didn't, you know, yell, scream, nothing like that. It was just, you know, go out there and be yourself. I didn't really felt pressure or anything, you know, to to go hard or do it a certain way or, you know, just I just be myself and play. For sure. And then, and then you said you grew up in Seattle and you were going back and forth between the Bay Area and Seattle. You know, what are some of your fond memories growing up in Seattle and spending time there uh, growing up? Uh, yeah, just, you know, going to going to work with my dad every day, being around a team, uh, catering and Supersonics, you know, uh, pre-games, you know, messing around the arena, going to other teams, visiting the locker room, talk to players, stuff like that. And, you know, that's where I just, you know, loved being around the game going with my dad every day, you know, and that was basically it. I just was happy to go to work anytime I can, you know. Um, if I don't go to school or whatnot like that, I would just try to go with him every day. You know, I, I hear you're a bit of a gamer. Uh, is that something that you were doing in college or, or in high school? I mean, you know, I was playing Counter-Strike and Diablo 2 early in the days. Yeah, yeah. Counter-Strike was back in the day that – but I've been playing games since I was young in Seattle. You know, we had the Nintendo 64, the Dreamcast, you know, the PlayStation, of course. You know, it was just – that's all I, I liked that from back in the day. My dad was – you know, he had all the old school games and everything. So that's when I fell in love with gaming. And, you know, I, I'm still doing it to this day. Were you heavy on the GoldenEye? Yeah, GoldenEye, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Nintendo 64, you can't beat it. Like, what? <laughs> Knew where the golden gun, the, the one shot gun was. Hey, so. I think the Nintendo 64 probably caused me more um, mental damage uh, from my <laughs> older brother beating me for it. You know, we had one system, one TV, three brothers. Uh, I'm six, seven. I'm a big guy, but my older brother, you know, he's as big as me. And my little brother, he's a college football mm -hmm. player or was a college football player as big as me as well. So. Oftentimes I was sandwiched and I didn't get to play much, but I figured it out. No, yeah, I did. I had my little brother, and you know he's got the worst of it. You know that's how I learned to get better. Just continue to play him, but now he's just as good. So I ain't tripping. <laughs> so one of the things I'm super interested in is obviously growing up in the Bay Area and going back and forth. You know. <clears throat> Gary Senior had a lot of friends in the music industry that 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 shout out hanging out with Gary Payton, you know, and did you, did you get exposed to like Bay Area music at a young age and get into that? And, and, you know, were you around, you know, hanging out with different folks, obviously, you know, getting access to different people, right? That not a lot of people grow up kind of seeing. Um, yeah, definitely, you know, got exposed to the, you know, the lingo and the, and the movement out here in the Bay. Yeah, we used to live next to Earl Stevens. E40 uh, in Danville, you know, wow. And that's where, you know, I basically had my memories going up. We used to go over there and, and kick it with the family and everyone and everybody. So, you know, 40 was around. You go to 40 concerts and whatnot, you know. So definitely, you know, the lingo and everything, the movement from, from, the, from the Bay for sure. Growing up, that's, I was with little cousins, big cousins. And, you know, they just, they showed me the culture. 
did 40 ever pull you aside and be like, Hey, let me, let me give you some pearls of wisdom right here, you know, and, and like give you some, you know, good advice, uh, lay, lay some game on you, you know, at a young age. Oh yeah. You know, he's always been there supporting, you know, especially when we were young back in the day, bad, you know, he was always telling, you know, uh, just try to stay out of trouble and whatnot, but you know, they've been supporting and, you know, I can't appreciate them, you know, from, from back then to now, it's just, the uh, Steven family has just been tremendous. Did you, do you feel like you took a bit of the high speed movement up to the Northwest? Like, you know, when you were playing Juco and, uh, and in college? Uh, yeah, you know, everywhere, everywhere, you know, everywhere I go, you know, I just try to bring a piece of the, all the places I've been and, you know, and just, you know, let it rock show. Everybody know what's up and what it is. So it's just normal. So out of high school, uh, you go JUCO. Uh, you feel like that was kind of an integral part of your development as a player, uh, or, or did you feel like you were D one ready out of high school? God, no, really, I had to get. I didn't have the grades to um, get cleared to the clearinghouse, so I had to go to prep. And some things happened at the prep school, and the grades didn't go through, so I had to go get my AA and a JUCO. So it was the only route I could. I, I had. That's the only route I had, so I made it work. And those two years were great development-wise, and to continue continue to work on my game and just to get better. So um, I am blessed and fortunate that you know to have that under my belt. So you get serious in high school. You're developing. You end up in Salt Lake. Kind of, can you walk us through how you get to to Salt Lake City, and then what what gets you to you know, Oregon State, um, was that kind of part of the plan? Were you aiming to go there? I know you had, you know, different connects there, different contacts from coaches that you knew. I mean, how did that kind of all come about? Uh, yeah, from JUCO, you know, I, we had a pretty good two seasons, uh, played pretty well. And then through that whole process of the JUCO, um, Oregon State, you know, eventually um, started recruiting me. Craig Robinson and that staff recruited me heavily and then, you know, talking to them, but I did, I I had already had my mindset to come, you know, back to the Bay and go to St. Mary's, uh, you know, just to be around uh, family, my grandfather, and my grandmother at the time. Um, so really I had two of my visits um, and then the Oregon State was my last visit. And I just decided to make a decision and, and go to Oregon State and, you know, see if we can uh, change the culture there and bring them back to the tournament. And uh, when I made that decision, decided to make that decision, I told my pops that I was going to Oregon State, and then uh, we just made the decision. Do you feel like that's kind of where your defensive game, like, is that when that kind of started and you became this defensive killer, or was that early on? No, that's that's the only way, Um, you know, I, I – can score. I, I knew how to score. Was just go steal the ball and you know go dunk it. So, um, I, I just decided you know I had to be good at that. You know if I wanted to score or get the ball because uh, I wasn't you know that much of a threat offensively coming up. So, uh, I decided to do it the hard way and just uh, you know lock down, sit down on people, and um, yeah, just go dunk it. How did you um? How did you kind of fit into the program at Oregon State? I mean. 
from what I know about Oregon State and the Beavers, they've always been a very scrappy team, and they're always like that team that you know they put they put it to other teams. They're they're usually the underdog, and and uh, but they do have a lot of talent. They always seem to have like a scrappy point guard who is just like out of control. I feel like every season that's like a staple over there. But how did you kind of fit into the program over there, and and what'd you learn? Um. Yeah. Well, when I was recruited. Um... Uh, after the, the Craig Robinson, uh, everything with that situation, uh, I talked to Coach Tinkle. He reached out and I uh, decided to still uh, make the decision to stay and play for Coach Tinkle and the new staff. Um, Coach Rupp, Coach uh, Thompson, you know, uh, Gout. So it was just like, why not? And uh, he he let us go. We only had we had a few a few young guys, and our team was you know we had to have open tryouts you know to fill the team so. In the style that Wayne Kinkle had coming from Montana, you know, he was a gritty guy and, you know, he liked to cause havoc and, you know, just turned out, uh, you know, I like to do the same thing. So the pieces, you know, fit up and I decided to stay and we just, you know, turned it around. When you look back at your college years, do you feel like you were a pretty low maintenance player or, uh, you know, were you uh, a coach's headache at times? No, I, I really don't even talk that much. You know, I just yeah. we're ready to ready to go play defense and uh and just try to do everything I can, you know, to help the team out. Yeah, you know, well, you I- know who's not a uh, low maintenance coaches is Mike, Big Mike. <laughs> he would be like the equivalent of a 1954 Porsche in the low maintenance category. Like you just have to always like do what broke down right now. What's going on? I got on? kicked out of drills. <laughs> I got kicked out of drills a lot, man. I shouldn't have even been in there. Um, <laughs> so, you know, college uh, at Oregon state, you know, seems like you were very successful. Uh, you enter the draft uh, and you go undrafted. You know, how do you regroup and refocus after that? Did you feel kind of broken, and and was there kind of a, a tough time after that, or was it right right back to work and, and getting to the eye on the prize and, and getting back to where you want to be? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I to be honest, I really didn't expect to get drafted. So you know, it's just like if I do, it's cool. If I not, you know, like you said, just continue to keep working. Opportunities going to present itself and. You know, when those moment comes, just try to seize it the best way you can. Just continue to go, continue to push, continue to fight. So, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't worried. I know he's gonna have to go through, you know, some ups and downs, but it was just part of the process. I know you played on. Uh, you know, you you really went up and down a lot between uh, the G League and the NBA. I've seen a couple of your posts on social media talking about the importance of the G League. Can you? expand a little bit on that and, and talk about how that helped you kind of get to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, um, the G helped tremendously uh, since I've been there. Uh, going back, you know, just getting the reps, you know, it's just the competition down there gets better by the year and it's a lot more guys coming out of the G and, you know, are in making making statements and helping teams, you know, win the championship. So, it's just every time, every year, the league gets better and better. And with new teams coming in there, and it's only going to get better. So every time I go down there, you know, just to work on my game and, you know, just to really um, appreciate the game, you know. So go down there, work, and, you know, just create another opportunity. Yeah, obviously, I mean, your road to the league and, and going through a lot of, you know, challenges wasn't – definitely wasn't a, it's an easy – 
easy path? You know, were, were there ever any moments where you were just kind of second guessing or just like, you know, having those moments where you're like, man, I, I don't know if this is what I'm going to do or were you just dead set like, hey, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm getting to where I need to get no matter what. This is just, you know, part of the the path. No, I knew it was going to be hard. Uh, just some fact is, you know, I, I picked it up so late. And, you know, and just alone, that alone, you know, is just um, blessed, you know, to be in this situation and been able to, you know, continue to fight and continue just to, to, to build and, you know, just to create opportunities for myself. So, um, you know, you, you have doubts early. I had doubts early when I was younger. You know, is, is this, the, you know, what I want to do or, you know, if it's for me or whatever. But, you know, now I, I understand it's just a grind. It's uh, just only a matter of time. And when you put yourself in, you know, great positions to create opportunities, you know, it's just you just got to seize them and just be ready for the moment. You know, we had Juan Toscano on the show. He's a, he's a good friend, a friend of the show. We had him on twice. Did you have any battles with him in the G League? <laughs> and, and can you expand on, you know, what it's like playing against him uh, in the G League and now being his teammate? Yeah, uh, but yeah, we've, we've had some nice battles, him and uh, D League as well. Uh, we've had some playoff battles in, uh, in the G and just, the last like three, four years, you know, we've all been in the G, in and out of the G, you know, trying to find a spot. And it's crazy, you know, that we're all here now on the same team, you know, you know, just playing, playing well and playing unselfish. And uh, that's what guys, like I said, guys in the G, there's so many guys in the G that can help out teams, and, you know, just to, <laughs> to be on this team right now with those guys and to know what we go through as well as, cheese out here uh, been with cheese up and down the G as well so it's just crazy you know and just the time and effort you know all these guys put in and just to see them you know here now is just it's fun actually it's just it's just so much fun you know your your old man was a big shit talker obviously in the league you know he let it known that he was out there guarding you do you find yourself out there playing that way at times or are you you know are you quiet on the court as well? You just let your gang speak for it. Yeah, I just there's, there's no there's no need to really 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 chat. You know, I'm just let the game speak. You know, just continue to help my team, talk to my team. You know, and see what we can do to get the job done. So, you know, I just let the game the game speak for itself. Yeah, I talk a lot of shit on the court, and uh, you know, oftentimes right now I have a broken rib. Actually, I was out there playing, talking some shit, and. I said a dirty screen and broke a rib. I'll be back out there soon, though. Yeah, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with it. You feel me? You guys sometimes gotta get your shit off. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> hey, the, the problem is, is that Mike talks shit to the refs in games, and I'm like, dude, that's the wrong. Like, they're not gonna respond well. You yeah, know what I mean? you're not. Most of the time, you're not gonna win that battle. Hey, I got a question on the refs. I mean, you know, playing in the league and you see different players, you know yapping at the refs and, and things like that. I mean, is, um, do you feel, obviously you, you kind of, like you said, you play quiet, you let your, your game speak for itself, but do you feel folks just egg on, um, refs kind of like getting, getting attention on them and, and get worse calls by, by getting into the refs or is there a balance in that? It's just, it's just, you know, the game of the flow, what the, the group, the ref group of that day, you know, 
how, just how they're calling a the game and it's just all adjustment adjustments. I think, you know, they're going to officiate the game how they want to officiate it. And, you know, you just got to adjust to how they're doing it. So it's no really, it's like, I can't really, what can you do? So all you can do is adjust. So just try to adjust and don't let them try to con uh, control the game. You know, you guys are off to a, a really hot start. Obviously your name is, uh, it's been one of a, a lot of focus uh, in the start of the season. How are you staying focused, you know, now that you've got all this attention coming your way? You know, I'm sure you're getting asked to do a lot of podcasts, interviews, uh, sponsorships, investments, like talking to Juan, you know, he had a similar really quick rise and, and you know, now he's, a, you know, he's an all-star, he's killing it. Like, how have you been able to stay focused and, and manage the noise? Uh, just, you know, just continue to stay humble and continue to be hungry. Um, still do the same, same habits and routines, you know, that we've been doing, you know, to get to this point. Take it one day at a time and just make sure we keep our eye on the prize and know where we want to be um, at the end of the season. And to make that, you know, to make a push, you know, whenever that is, that opportunity comes up. So just to stay hungry, uh, humble and hungry. How do you find balancing, you know, the the entertainment side with what you guys have as as a team as far as your goals and priority? I mean, we talked about this with Juan, right? That the game is is it's a game, and there's you know the skills that are involved, and and obviously the ultimate goal of winning a championship. It's also a business. There's entertainment involved. Right now, you're all over you know the web, the highlight reels as like a human highlight reel, and it's like multiple games. You know, how do you balance that with um, obviously you guys are doing well. So there's no you know, you're not at the point where you're, you know, it, it's it's you're doing it's great. You, yeah, you're you're killing it. And but at the same time, you know, like balancing the highlights and those plays versus improving and getting to the the ultimate goal, which is the championship. You know, or is that is that tough to balance or are you just enjoying the ride right now, doing your job and, and uh, making it work? No, yeah, just continuing to, you know, to grind. I'm not really a social media guy like that anyway. So, you know, just try to use my time, to, you know, to continue to get better. Like you said, investments and stuff like that, you know, uh, do my homework on businesses and technology, stuff like that. I'm a tech guy. So just try to stay busy with, um, you know, real productive things. And uh, you know, Dom's uh, a tech guy. He's a very big crypto guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm with crypto. I've been in crypto for about a year now. So, um it's it's going. And, it's know, a roller coaster. What was that? It's a roller coaster. The crypto oh, game. What? <laughs> a roller coaster. <laughs> you know, but yeah, just continue to you know do research and do my homework on that stuff, and still, as you know, is uh, basketball is my job first. So, you know, still work and get better in that area. Dude, the hops on on the on the on the highlight reel, the the alley oop. And, God, and, and Mike said you you knew uh, growing up knew Ray Young growing up, yeah. I mean, did he give you the the patented Ray Young calf raise routine that he had? Because I mean, like that that's that that highlight was like, dude, I was looking for the trampoline. Like, what's he was going running on? Running the dude? jump souls too, for sure, huh? You had to, you for sure were running the jump souls, bro. Up in Seattle, everyone was like, "What is this?" Hey, it's just you know, it's excitement. You know, when you're running and then adrenaline's going you know it's just you know you just you just go all out and you know it's just so fun to play with this group and uh we're playing well we're in the right direction it's just 
important that we, you know, we stay locked in and focus and continue to get better and continue to continue to play unselfish. But um, no, it's fun out there, and when we, and you know, we make plays for each other, and it's just, it's just fun. So, I was, uh, you, obviously, your style of play is high octane, um, lots of cuts, lots of movement. Bringing you on and and with the journey that you had, you know, with other teams and and finding your place, did the Warriors bring you on out of the gate and they knew what that place was, or was it something that kind of was worked out, like that they found, like a you guys discovered it together, where you fit within the offense and the team, or did they have a plan for you out of the gate? No, yeah, this team's uh, so diverse. We have so many pieces that can do so many things. Um, you know, I think we just play with certain different units they put different units out there and you know we we figured out we were just being ourselves out there and playing basketball and, you know we and we saw what what units worked what you know certain guys worked with other with certain guys so you know I think it was just you know experiment and we're still you know trying to figure out certain groups there there's another piece coming back into the mix not too not too far out in the in the near future right I mean um, obviously, that timeline is uncertain, but how excited is the team to get Clay back and, and fit him back in and add just another monster weapon to already, you know, being on a roll? Yeah, Clay and, um, and James, uh, you know, is on the way back and, you know, to have those two pieces just to come in and flow in and pick up, you know, where, where, we're, where we're headed is just amazing. And it's going to be so helpful. Uh, and Clay's been in there j- j- James has been in there, you know, itching to get back. So I know when those guys are back, they're going to, you know, flow in smoothly transition and we're going to, you know, continue to be unselfish and very happy that going to have Clay and James back. You know, I've been uh, checking out the social media, the nicknames, a lot of nicknames coming out uh, as of late, you know, the mitten, the young glove, like what, what do you prefer to be called? Um, I, I think we did it, the, did it, the, the mitten, but uh, yeah, somebody said Young Glove, and I was like, "That's cool." And yeah, that sounds pretty smooth. So <laughs> I think they're gonna use Young Glove. <laughs> I'm with Young Glove. Young Glove is good. GP two is fire. You know. I oh mean, yeah, GP two. Yeah, that's that's just yeah, that's almost government. So you know, that's gonna that's gonna for <laughs> sure stick. <laughs> that could be a. I think I think uh, GP two is is the. That's the that's one. The classic, Young Love is good, classic too. Classic OSU. Shout out to the Beavers. <laughs> Shout out to the Beavers. Hey, Gary, I got to ask, man. So so what's the preferred loadout when you drop into the war zone? <laughs> right now, I'm with the uh, EM2 right now in the MP5. You know, just real light. Uh, you know, I'll be on the game with my guys. Shout out Dill Wayne. Who, who do you he play with? It'd be, it'd be my guys. Joe, Joe Laura, what up? Kaylin, we 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 be having private matches, so you know all my guys from back home is fun, dude. So prior to COVID, I, I didn't have a gaming system. You know, I was hooping three days a week. I was active. I was out. The shutdown happens day before shutdown. I pick up the PS4. I turn into a you know eight hours a day. I'm playing Warzone. What when we was in lockdown, there were eight hours. I was on there for about sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> So, it was so just, as soon as we we had workouts in the morning after that, it was over. Dude, no, so, don't have to move. So I got the PS5, you know, things kind of open back up. 
I'm still playing like four or five hours a day. Absolutely. The girl, you know, she starts saying, you know, I thought this was a a, a lockdown thing. PS5 is gone, bro. No, <laughs> I, I don't play Warzone anymore. I'm done, bro. I'm retired. Oh, I've, I haven't played in a while. It's been it's been a little. We had a, we have a busy schedule nowadays, so I haven't played in a minute. And since and since he's done now, the the sale of controllers in the United States has gone down 13% now that Mike doesn't play games anymore because <laughs> this is a chronic controller breaker here that we're talking yeah, about. Bro, I was crazy. Smashed. He said I was crazy. <laughs> I was sick. Man. You can ask Juan, bro. We play together. Like, I'm a toxic Call of Duty player. <laughs> bro. You're a toxic teammate, man. I'm just, on, I'm just man. like, I get hella upset, bro. I don't like getting popped. And, and you know, all these fools be slide canceling and like, man. What? Bro. I can't, I can't just slide, cancel, jump. I'm like, come on, stop it. <laughs> hey, hey, so do you want to get a few more questions? Endless, man, but but I got a couple quick more. How's how's the uh, outpour of support been in the Bay Area? Obviously, as, as you get more attention, I would assume getting more, you know, phone calls, texts of just support, you know, how has that been as far as the Bay Area, notable notable folks and just community as a whole? Uh, everybody, they, they've been supportive, you know, from the beginning, even before I was here, um, you know, in and out of the G League. Um, guys has been, you know, following the journey and everything. And, you know, it's just so much love. And, you know, now we're here, just try to give all that love back, you know, and uh, just show everybody I appreciate it, all the love from the beginning. And just trying to, you know, play now with so much energy and effort for them in uh, Dub Nation. And that's really how I try to repay him. Just go out there and leave it all on the court. Any of your, you know, sponsors or or folks that you want to shout out? We, we we've got a we've got a lightning round. We're gonna ask you a few trivial questions before we let you go. But we just want to make sure there's no shout outs you want to give before we get into the trivia. Uh, it's endless, man. I can't even. Bro. I'm I I hate doing this. I, I, I leave out so many people that's been, you know, a part of the journey and just so instrumental to to the position, you know, um, the opportunity I am right now. But uh, my Uncle Mark, uh, Rory's Campbell, uh, Nikki Gerlach, Langston. Langston, uh, man. Mama Pops, guy. you know, yeah, Langston, my guy. Um, the family, the game back at the crib, uh, worldwide. Shout out to all my worldwide guys. Vico, you already know, Z, Kalen. It's just so many people um, that's helped, and it's just a, it's endless, and I can't even think of everybody, but everybody knows what it is. All right, so the lightning round, bro, we asked some trivia questions. If you get all the questions right, we'll somehow link up. We'll get you this belt. You know, it's the Bridge to Bridge podcast lightning round championship belt. You can flaunt okay, that. Okay. Juan, Juan didn't get it, so you can – you can flaunt that around. You can bring that in, and just he'll know what that is, dude, and he'll know. Okay, right let there. me see. What I, let me see what I can do. With it. Let me see. Let me see. All right, Tom's <laughs> gonna start it off, dude. Now these are tough. I gotta tell you. So, so they they start off and they get much more difficult, and they're designed to be really, really hard. Um, right, but but let's judge, don't judge me. No, no, it's okay. So you said you're a gamer, and. I'm I'm old, so I'm gonna throw this back to an older game. But if you don't get this, name one other player in NBA Jam Tournament Edition who was an option to pair up with your pops for the Supersonics. You right, can he, name Sean Kemp. 
Done. Yeah, okay. You're in. You're in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you got that wrong, bro, I'm, I'm like, gonna hit I'm like bro. come on, man. That's the first two right there, bro. <laughs> first round, you're cruising through. Okay. Okay. Um, second question Oregon State versus Oregon football rivalry game, known as what is the game known as? In oh, Civil fact, War. They, Civil War game. Okay. Done. In fact, they, they changed that. It's no longer the Civil War game, I found out. It's now just a game, but. I guess that's a oh, whole. They, they they for real did that. Yeah, yeah. that's a whole. That's Times a whole. Times are changing, thing. bro. Yep. That's crazy. Okay, this is this is so you're you're cruising through. I'm starting to get nervous because we're gonna have to get this belt out. You know, it's like okay, <laughs> come on, come on. This is tough because I don't know how how good you are with song names, the names of songs, but I'm gonna play you a sample of a track. All right. That gives a shout out. You'll know the artist, but I wonder if you'll know the name of the song. It gives a shout out to your pops directly. I'm going to play this sample for you right here. Oh, it's 40 Stop playing. <laughs> now, what's the name of the song, though? Oh, it's the name of the song. I hope I don't go back. I hope I don't go back. Okay, I hope, dude, you got it, dude. I hope I don't go back. <laughs> sure, you else, you dude. got it, dude. Hey, I got to I mean, was there really a bowling alley? Yeah, he, he put a bowling alley in the crib. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That was, I remember that crib. That crib was fun. Dude, the fact that there is a bowling alley gives me way more, you know, I mean, like, I got mad love for E40, but knowing that he's he's spitting out real stuff out there and that there is a bowling alley at Gary Payton's house. Yeah, that was, facts, yeah, that was like, absolutely facts that, life. I'm gonna sleep like a baby tonight. <laughs> hey, and and that's the second E40 question. What was the other one about Mern Hanks? We had asked that I think to Juan. Oh yeah, um, and I think I think we asked about that track, and we we put that out there and said, um, or at the golf course with what NBA player? And he got it, Merton Hanks. He NFL, got it. NFL, NFL. Yeah, NFL. Um, okay, Maybe this it's last your question, dude. Let, let's see how well you know your teammates here. I will give one hint if you don't know it, but. We talked about him, uh, Juanito Toscano Anderson from mm -hmm. East Oakland. Yeah. What what street? 95th. That's oh it, bro. God. We have a new uh, champion. We have a new champion with the belt, which will get delivered to our guy. He will hold that belt until it is won by another guest. And I'll tell you, you're going to have some time with the belt. So we will get that to you, Mike. We got to get a pick with you somehow. We, we'll it's, easy. It it's done. It's done. Don't we're going to we're going to get a courier on one of those bikes with the pack, pull up and just roll up and be like, boom, dude. So you, 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 you are the new bridge to bridge lightning round champion GP2. Bro, it's been unreal having you on. And thanks for, for kind of giving us your time because I know you're busy. No, it's all love. I appreciate y'all having me. I appreciate it.